Good evening and good night. Welcome back to Tomahawk Talk Graveyard Shift. I am your host, Scott Clemens, and this evening we're doing something a little similar to what we've done in the past. We are doing an NFL quarterback tier list. This is a tier list com comprised of 30 quarterbacks who have played this past recent season, the 2021-22 NFL season. If you recall last year when we did a tier list of FSU quarterbacks, We uh, this is going to be a s similar format. However, instead of each of us doing our own kind of set list and coming together, this time we are all pitching in. Me and my friends here, we're all pitching in. We're all coming together to make one definitive tier list of NF 2021-22 NFL quarterbacks. And, and joining me... One of the people who was here last year for that FSU quarterback tier list, former host of this podcast, Sebastian Angel Riano. Sebastian, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, and I'm, I'm glad you've carried the uh, title of Undertaker here at uh, V89. Um, shows, I'm really excited for today's show when you uh, floated the idea towards me. Um, really excited, and I'm glad we've got a, a great crew tonight to uh, go over this. Thank you, Sebastian, and we are glad to have you back. Moving on to a person sit, sitting to his left is the chief reporter and co-host co of Tomahawk Talk, William Haynes. William, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Scott. It's great to be here. My, my debut here on Graveyard Shift has been long overdue, so I'm excited to be here. My first time really doing something with you when we're on Tomahawk Talk. You're behind the glass making sure everything's running smooth, but it's exciting to be here having you as the the co-host or the host of the program we got a great show tonight yeah i cer i certainly agree and we'll see we'll see how this dynamic duo is gonna gonna last <laughs> some infighting perhaps we'll yeah see. we'll see what happens and finally last but not least man who shows up here in a ryan Tannehill dolphins jersey uh v89 correspondent aj lacourcier aj how are you doing i'm doing awesome i'm ready for today's uh show all right awesome so we're just gonna jump right into it now uh, for the viewers listening to this, uh, around the time this goes up, we will be posting the completed tier list, so if you want to follow uh, along online, you can do so. But However, for those who are listening right now, let's just do a quick rundown of the kind of setup that we have right now. So the way a tier list works is that we have kind of five rankings, and the top, the people who are on the top are going to be the best of the best while the ones on the bottom are going to be, maybe you probably want to stay away from that. Your tank and commanders, so, if you will, right? Yes, exactly. And so, reading from the top to the bottom, our first tier is elite, followed by franchise quarterbacks. I'm doing a hand motion that signals going down that y'all can't see, but it's okay. After franchise quarterback, we have prove it. These are going to be maybe some of your older, older guys who are in a kind of do-or-die situation with their franchises. And then after Prove It, we have Needs More Time. These are going to be some of your younger, kind of maybe rookie quarterbacks who uh, maybe they can become elite quarterbacks. Maybe they're busts. We don't really know yet. We need more time to for them to develop in their system. And finally, our last tier, the lowest of the low, is simply just draft. And these are going to be guys who... Uh, if they are your starting quarterback, you most likely want to look for the draft here. Like, you most likely... 
or pick maybe pick up a franchise QB in free agency. Who kn- who knows? There's a lot of crazy things going on. Derek Carr's on the market right now, but we we will get to him later. First, let's start off with our first quarterback on this list. We are going to start off in the AFC East with division winners. A guy who maybe should have won a playoff game had he chosen the correct side of the coin in Kansas City, but nonetheless, it is Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen. For me, ultimately, he this is going to be a pretty easy discussion, I think. But uh, Will, what are your what are your thoughts on Josh Allen and where he fits in in this list? To me, Allen is one of the three obvious, no questions, elite quarterbacks. I think going into the year, maybe franchise QB, but he's really taken that next step in this season. Had a perfect game through, had seven touchdowns and seven drives in New England against New England this year, and then nearly beat Patty Mahomes in Kansas City too. So to me. He's a no-question elite quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. I would certainly agree. Uh, Sebastian, do you deviate at all? or? I want you guys to think back to the first game of the season, uh, Bills-Steelers. Uh, kind of a, a really weird game with uh, special teams winning it for, for Pittsburgh that year, or um, in week one. And uh, an immediate and violent rebound by the Bills, just coming screaming back through the rest of the first half of the season. Um, and it was, um, and that lies solely at the feet of, of uh, Josh Allen. He really, really made this team his own um, this year. Just left uh, the first half of the season in a tra- with a trail of fire in his wake, honestly. Really, really impressive stuff from him. Uh, same, same goes for me. He's elite. There's no question about it. All right, let's ch- chalk him up there. And then second guy, Josh, Josh Allen, who he was a guy who people maybe had questions about when – uh, the Bills drafted him so high, but has gone on to prove those expectations. Our next guy on this list is almost kind of the opposite of a Josh Allen. He was he was a guy who uh, came in with a lot of praise coming into the NFL. The phrase, of course, being tank for Tua. And now the results have not really kind of reached that. We are, as I alluded to previously, talking about Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. AJ, you are a guy who has paid close attention to Tua this season. What are your thoughts into how he kind of ranks in this list? So I think Tua should be on the prove-it side of the the rankings. I know this kind of seems kind of crazy coming from a Dolphins fan, but he's been going through his lot for this, through his first two years. He's had two different offensive coordinators in both years that he's been in the league. He He's winning with, with the problems he had at uh, offensive coordinating, and... I think his record proves proves it enough that he can be a valuable option in this league, but obviously there's some glaring problems with his game. But in my opinion, he belongs to the prove it tier. But uh, he, I would say, is certainly going to be kind of he's reaching that point where he is in a prove it year. Obviously, whatever the whatever is going on with the Dolphins and Brian Flores right now is going to sort itself out in court, and we can kind of debate the merits of what that roster was like and who all was he playing with, which almost leads me to say if we... I'm not sure if we are really capable of judging Tua on what we have seen in Miami right now, which almost leads me to maybe giving to a little more optimism and saying he needs a little more time. Uh, AJ, I'm going to go back to you. I'd just like to add in that he's also played with the 32nd ranked O-line 
this year. So obviously there's going to be problems when you can't drop back and have time to pass when there's just rush constantly coming at you. And he's had no running backs this year. He is, the only offensive weapon he's truly had this year has been Jalen Waddle with Will Fuller being hurt, Devontae Parker being hurt, and then he has three tight ends. And that's all he can do. So when people complain that he's only dropping three-yard passes to the left, to the right, that's all he can do because he can't drop back and toss it far. All right. Uh, William, you've heard both of our cases. What is your kind of ruling and deciding where Tua Tagovailoa fits on this list? I would tend to put him in the bottom tier, in the draft tier. I, I think we've seen enough of him at this point. I know he, injuries have been a concern, and I think that that's a part of the discussion as well. AJ made the case for the Dolphins being limited offensively while he's been under center. Lack of weapons certainly has been an issue, but every time I watch the Dolphins, it really seems like they're they're extremely hamstrung, and I think the quarterback position does play a certain deal into that. Uh, he's quarterbacked a couple of winning seasons, had some trouble getting over the hump, so I, I would say the Dolphins should try and maybe look on and, and upgrade at that position. All right, Sebastian, we have all said three different answers, so I'm going to go to you on this. Where where do you put to attack of Iloa? You know who, I, I was sitting here thinking about it while you were, uh, the both of you were making your cases, um, AJ and William, and uh, it really did hit me. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I never made the connection. But realistically, what we're looking at is the AFC equivalent of the New York Giants. We're not going to talk about Jan- Daniel Jones right here, right now, but you've got a quarterback that has proven that in the right moments he can excel, um, but he has had no O-line, uh, no real assets to speak of before this year, um, where the introduction of Waddle has seen some sort of spark, some sort of connection, a chemistry, if you will. Um, and just a, a team that is spinning its wheels in the mud, where it, it's almost a, I think you could make it a, a case for it being a deceptive kind of winning season um, in the past two years, where it's like you've got, you've got a lot of moral victories, and you've got maybe um, a bunch of space or a bunch of wins in the win column, but there's no kind of forward motion um, from for circumstances that are both uh, from the front office and outside as a part of the league as a whole, where you have uh, two franchises, one that's reemerging from uh, a 20-year slumber with the Bills, and another one which is uh, still chugging along under the leadership of Belichick and the, with the Patriots, right? It's always going to be super difficult to make it out of that division um, under those circumstances, even if you win 10 games. Um, so with that in mind, um, they haven't put the kid in the position to win, and he still managed to eke out uh, quality wins up and down um, the league. So I think uh, what I think and what I think will happen are two very different things. All right. I'd rather, I'd much rather prefer uh, the Dolphins just um, try and build around him. But realistically, with the changing of uh, coaching and whatever happens with the Flores lawsuit and whatever happens with um, with Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, um, we like the kid might never see the light of day again. Basically, as a as a starting quarterback for the, in the okay. NFL. But if you were making this decision right now, uh, give him more time. Give him more time. Yeah, more send time. him for three All years. Right. Try and try and negotiate downwards, basically. All right. I would like to add, he is undefeated against the Patriots in his career. Also, it's a pretty valuable asset. So, and so. that's an interesting transition to our next quarterback, who is fell, who is former te- Alabama teammate of Tua Tagovailoa, New e- New England Patriots quarterback Mac Jones. 
One thing I will say about this pick, who uh, Mac Jones just finished up his rookie season, is that he, I think, is the perfect system QB for Bill, Bill Belichick. He is not as good as Tom Brady. No one's really saying that. No one's saying he is ever going to reach that level. But I think if you look at how Bill Belichick wants to run his team, he is going to be defense first quarterback and he's going to want a guy who's going to make the read make the plays maybe not kind of be as flashy as some of the other guys will see on this list and I think Mac Jones perfectly kind of fits that bill uh William what are kind of your thoughts on Mac Jones rookie season well I absolutely agree with your sentiment that he's a perfect fit for the Patriots a perfect fit for Bill Belichick so in that regard the Patriots have definitely found their guy for what they want but his, his rookie season was terribly up and down. The Patriots start 1-4 and four in, in decently large part thanks to his turnovers and some of the mistakes they were making. And I think they had a five- or six-game win streak where he looked like he was unbeatable. They finished the season mediocre, and then he has a decent outing in that playoff game against the Bills but didn't do enough on that side of the ball. The defense was going to guarantee the Patriots didn't win that game, but he could have done a little bit more. So... At, at the time where he was at his best, I would say you could maybe put him in franchise QB, but the way his season finished off, I would put him in the needs more time category and that can kind of reassess from there. All right. I would also agree with needs more time. I think he, out of all the rookies, I would say could have, maybe has the biggest potential to become kind of your stable fran- franchise QB. But for right now, I mean, we're going off one year of judgment. I think he firmly needs more time and moving on to another rookie quarterback in the AFC East this time it is Zach Wilson the number two overall pick coming out of BYU I believe yep yes BYU uh Sebastian you were talking a little bit about Zach Wilson earlier how do you think he kind of fits in this uh list that we're doing I think it's a tale of two cities really You've got uh, Mac in a great system, almost a hyperbolic time chamber when it comes to being able to develop under uh, the best football minds in the industry uh, with Belichick and his crew um, up in in Foxborough. Um, While you have a um, franchise that's perpetually picking up the pieces uh, with the New York Jets, um, you know, if you want the uh, textbook case of destitution in the NFL, you look to that um, franchise as the uh, the cover story, right? Uh, in spite of that, he's shown great promise. Um, I don't think as much promise as Mac Jones. Personally, I would disagree with putting Mac Jones. I know that we're talking about Zach Wilson, but I, I think Mac Jones is, is a proven, is it the franchise guy from New England now for at least his entire rookie contract. They don't look elsewhere. Uh, when Nick Saban tells you uh, that, yeah, this guy definitely can run your system, you should pick him up. That's the way you, you should go. Uh, for Zach Wilson, though, um, I think he definitely needs more time. There, um, there again comes the question of, well, here's hoping that, that Salah's system stays in place for a little while longer. They seem to really, really like him. He's definitely won that locker room. So possibly if he gets uh, the two or three years that he needs to develop a football team into a um, contending program, which every coach should honestly have, um, or just about every coach. There are, you know, you're, you're outliers. But... Um, I think he'll he'll have a chance to shine. Again, we're still stuck in the NFC East, which is hell for everybody not named New England. Um, so only time will tell if he's actually if the both of them are actually going to get that shot. All right, certainly. I 
uh, Zach Wilson showed some kind of promise, but ultimately the Jets are going to be the Jets. On I think I'm not sure how long Zach Wilson's going to stay in this this league, but ultimately ultimately this guy needs a little more time to figure it out. Now moving into the AFC North, this guy I would say is a special talent who maybe has figured it out, has probably one of the better systems of any team in the A. AFC North probably and that is Lamar Jackson in Baltimore uh AJ I think there's probably going to be a strong debate between everyone here about uh picking him for one of two tiers where personally would you put Lamar Jackson on this list I think we're going to be debating between the elite and the franchise quarterback tier and I'm going to put him in the franchise quarterback tier he has elite talent but the problem with the Lamar Jackson is staying healthy, and I think that's a big conversation that we're going to have with some of these quarterbacks as well. He's missed multiple games this year, and when he's missed multiple games, you can see the deficiencies that the Ravens had. But in, in contrary to that belief, the Ravens were battled with injuries this year, with their top four running backs going down, uh, three of them before the season even starts. So they were picking guys up off the streets, and... Lamar was doing well with what he had until he started having the injury problems. So he definitely has the elite talent, but I would put him in the franchise quarterback tier just because he can't be he can't get to that elite prospect until he learns to get healthy. All right. William, I saw you may make a little face at the beginning of that. What are your kind of thoughts? Yeah, when you said we were debating between two categories, my mind initially went between franchise QB and prove it. And ultimately where I'm at right now is that Lamar Jackson is in the prove it category. We can have the discussion about what it means to be a franchise quarterback. And there's no question that the Ravens have built not just their offensive identity, but they're pretty much their whole organization around Lamar Jackson running that, that rushing attack that they have over there. But you look at look at where they finished. They've they've won the AFC North a couple of times under his reign, but he's one and two in the playoffs. And I think it it's getting to a point where between injuries and teams late in January figuring out that that running attack that they have, that I don't I'm not sure if he's going to be able to get that team to the next level. So to me, he's in the prove it category. He's got to win some big playoff games like Joey Burrow did this year. It's always kind of that was always the concern with Lamar Jackson. I think is can he keep taking those hits? How long can he keep? scrambling out of the pocket and trying to avoid uh injury uh sebastian seems we have a bit of a split jury here what's your analysis i gotta go with william here again uh it's just whenever you have a a a quarterback that plays the physical game like that they're immediately put on a much earlier expiration date timer um than traditional gunslingers or, or pocket passers or dudes who just sit and have an orbital cannon for an arm um Ultimately, with what you get is, sure, you get electrifying production, uh, both on, on the ground and in the air. Um, you know, all we, we, we constantly, this man's career has been mirrored by Michael Vick, and at times he's surpassed Vick, and at other times he's fallen short. Uh, what we can't deny is that Vick was durable. Vick got hurt a lot, but his production never really dipped. This is a critical juncture for Lamar and the Ravens. If his, if his production dips, then we know he definitely falls just short of uh, Michael Vick in terms of being the prototypical, you know, um, 04 quarterback um, or 04 Madden uh, quarterback that we've kind of expected him to be. And, uh, you know, has just fallen to be one of those quarterbacks that runs around a lot and doesn't really go anywhere in terms of uh, postseason success. Um, 
postseason success doesn't exclusively fall on him. I don't think it's fair to, to say that, um, you know, um, Baltimore lives and dies by Lamar in the playoffs. And if he wakes up on the right side of the bed, he, he win. Uh, they, they're golden. But at the same time, I yeah, I would say prove it. All yeah. right. I maybe... I maybe would have been more kind of Lamar Jackson. However, uh, y'all do raise some good points about him. We need to see that production in the playoffs. So I'm perfectly kind of happy with put, putting him as more kind of like prove it. Maybe kind of the guy that's kind of floats in the middle there between what kind of like a prove it year and a franchise QB. Now, our next guy, controversial, maybe guy who could be the definition of a prove-it-year quarterback, and that is Baker Mayfield of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, William, uh, Baker Mayfield, he got the Browns to the playoffs, right? The first time in about 200 years that that has <laughs> happened. And everyone was very optimistic. Everyone was high, high up on him. Those Hulu commercials soared up. And then Odell Beckham gets traded. There's a bunch of kind of sit- uh, sibs in that offense, and there's really a bunch of drama going on in Cleveland right now. How exactly has Baker's May- Baker Mayfield's career just kind of taken a turn? Yeah, it's certainly been up and down, and I think when, when you talk about making a list like this, I think Baker Mayfield is the perfect guy and really defines what it means to be a prove-it quarterback. You mentioned he took the Browns to the playoffs, and that was a huge achievement. But one thing I'll throw out, you know, the Browns team, the coaches, the, the front office, who is around Baker Mayfield more than anyone else, they haven't extended him, even after that playoff season. Even then, when they won all those games and they almost beat the Chiefs in Kansas City, the Browns still did not see him as a guy that they wanted to keep around long-term. He's going to play under the fifth-year option next year, and I think ultimately that's going to decide where he goes. So to me, he's going to have to prove it in 2022 if he wants to stick around in Cleveland. All right, We'll certainly have to see how that goes. Uh, AJ, what are some of your thoughts? I definitely agree that he belongs in the prove-it section. Uh, it's hard to kind of base last year uh, what he did because he was hurt all year. Uh, the Cleveland Browns also dealt with a lot of injuries. I mean, at one point they're they're playing with Dearness Johnson, their third or fourth string running back. Because yeah. the the identity of that team the year they beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs and almost beat Kansas City was run the ball, run the ball between Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And when they got hurt this year, you could see the the decline in the team as well as when Baker got hurt very early and he just had to play through the pain because there was no other option. So I think this year definitely is a big prove-it year for Baker Mayfield. All right. We are moving on to our last quarterback now in the AFC AFC North, but I do want to talk about the fourth guy that is going to be admitted from, from this list, uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger. He has officially retired. Congratulations to him. You are no longer an NFL quarterback, and therefore you are really no longer in consideration to be placed on this list. However, this next guy, uh, Big Ben, of course, being the king of the AFC North for the longest time, probably over the past like 10, 15 years or so, this next guy seems kind of primed to take his spot, and that is Cincinnati Bengals quarterback uh, Joe Burrow. Personally, I think Joe Burrow, despite only being in his second year, has certainly proved enough in Cincinnati to be our first kind of franchise quarterback here. Uh, Hell, they're going to be in the Super Bowl coming up either uh, this weekend or the next. And uh, Sebastian, do you think that Burrow has maybe shown enough to potentially like be an elite quarterback, or do how do you? 
how would you rate Joe Burrow kind of... Still too early to tell. I mean, how many years in was uh, Jimmy G and the Niners um, for the Niners job when he took them to the Super Bowl um, back in 2019? I want to say that was his first season. His second year. His second year. Second year. Uh, now, what uh, Joey B has done is nothing short of remarkable, right? Uh, taking a uh, historically bad uh, franchise and drag them into the promised land, um, or all at the doorstep of the promised land, I guess. Um, had coming off of a year where his his what was it? His knee or his ankle was ACL, yeah, ACL, yeah. ACL just ripped to, ripped to shreds. Um, to say this is unprecedented is an understatement. It really is just a kind of coming out of nowhere to be a stud. Um, it's nothing new if you watched his 2019 National Championship game, um, where this man, all, all throughout that playoff cam- or that postseason campaign uh, with LSU, was lights out, absolutely incredible against incredible competition. Um, ultimately, I, I really want to put him in elite. Uh, I really want to put him in franchise QB, but I think it's too early. I mean... Uh, he, he is this weird blend of, of Mayfield and Garoppolo, where it's like you've got Mayfield's position and Garoppolo's initial early success, where um, that team has not had a quarterback since the Red Rocket, I guess, is the, the last guy that you could reasonably say, yeah, this dude's pretty good. We could, we could see it going long-term with this guy, Andy Dalton. That was the last guy that they were like, yeah, man, this guy's great. Um but he's also, you know, it's just too early to tell, I think, personally. Um, not needs more time, not in franchise QB for me. The weird limbo guy. I love him to death. He's the most exciting quarterback I've seen in a very long time. A young quarterback, that is. Just the way he, he carries himself um, going into the stadium and coming out. And uh, the on-field product is just as good. Um, but where do I put him? Because that's the question. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he is kind of definitely one of those uh, limbo guys. Uh, AJ, we're going to move back to you a little bit. I'm admittedly being a little optimistic for Joe Burrow here. Sebastian's kind of like toning down the party a little bit. What are your What are some of your thoughts on uh, J- Joe Burrow's recent success and maybe what some of that could mean <laughs> for uh, his future in the NFL. I'm definitely a lot more optimistic. Coming into the season, I was a little more down, kind of prove it. I didn't see much from him last year, but after what he's done with this team this year, carrying him through the playoffs, beating Patty Mahomes in the playoffs, I think you can make the argument of even put him in at elite right now, but I would put him in the franchise quarterback. As Sebastian said, it's just maybe a little too early to tell with just the recent success and recency bias, but he is he is the guy, as we see. He's the guy almost. All right, William, I saw that little smile kind of head nod there, and so I'm going to take that as your kind of agree agreement with kind of that move and taking Burrow into the franchise quarterback position. And, yeah. It's, may- it's a little early. I, I would have him in elite. I mean, maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit. I have not seen a guy with that cool moxie and the ability to mock it up, back it up since Joe Montana. I mean, to go into the playoffs the way he did, he got sacked nine times against Tennessee, picked himself off the mat, got back in that game, and then outslinked Patrick Mahomes in an AFC championship to me. He's shown everything I need to see to put him in the elite category. But yeah, if he backs it up with another great season next year, then he's definitely elite. So franchise quarterback, I can settle on that for right now. All right. And moving kind of on now into the AFC South, a guy who... uh, 
another guy who, like Joe Burrow, did show a lot of promise pretty early on. However, similar to maybe kind of what we've seen with Tua, has taken, I would say, a sharp nosedive over the past couple of years, and that is Colts quarterback Carson Wentz. And this one is certainly kind of interesting, because considering kind of the position of the Colts as a franchise, everybody thought they were going to be in the playoffs, and they were the team built for years where uh, it was like, you do not want to face them in the playoffs. They may not win their division, they may not be like kind of the best team going in but that is a team that could definitely be a dark horse and shake some upsets and then you have a poor performance in Jacksonville I if I remember correctly Carson Wentz's QB rating for that game was like a four like it was it was drastically low and that was the biggest like what is going on game I've seen in I, I think I saw all season yes exactly and it's kind of been it's kind of no, actually, I, I recant that. It was definitely not that. It was the Bills game. It was the Bills-Jags game. So basically, any game where you lose to the Jags and you're a postseason contender, it's just like a, what are you doing, man? Type like, game. it's kind of been synonymous with, like, Carson Wentz's career, though, because you've seen that promise. You saw what he had kind of going early on with the Eagles and Frank Reich, and we thought that maybe that that was going to continue with Indy. Indy, of course, had had a pretty strong defense, pretty young defense as well, I I would say. And then, you know, it just all kind of came crashing down. So maybe a guy who you could say definitely would have a prove-it year, but also I would maybe be leaning towards, like, maybe the Colts draft a quarterback this year. Uh, William, what are your kind of thoughts on Carson Wentz and where he fits into this list? I mean, wasn't this past season really his prove-it year? In Philadelphia in 2020, he went 3-8-1, and and they ship him off. And you mentioned Frank Reich, who was, was Wentz's offensive coordinator during that Super Bowl season in Philadelphia. So this this place in, in Indianapolis, this was where he was supposed to thrive. He goes 9-8 and and falls flat on his face in that final Week 18 game with a chance to go to the playoffs. So to me, I've seen what I need to see. I, I don't think he's going to click, and, and really in Indianapolis was the best possible fit for him. If it's not going to work there, it's not going to work anywhere. I go, I put him in the draft category. All right, AJ, what I are would, your thoughts? I would also agree with William here. Uh, you could even say that Jag, Jaguars game was that approve-it game yeah. almost. He had he had the top running back in the league, one of the best offensive lines in the league. He had, he had decent weapons, and then he just falls f- Base flat on the field against the Jaguars, and you can and you could honestly say that was his prove it game. So I'd put him in the draft too, just because they had the talent, they had the talent that needed to get to the playoffs, and he couldn't deliver it. I think for me, the kind of final dagger was when Colts GM Chris Ballard, who is largely, I think, one of the more kind of respected administrative kind of heads in the NFL right now said after that Jaguars game he said no more band-aids at quarterback and I think for me that's kind of sealed the fate for Carson Wentz and putting him in that lower tier kind of draft category and moving on now to a guy whose name I had to google before making before making this podcast and that is Houston Texans quarterback Dave Davis Mills Mills of course not probably not the expected name for the Houston Texans. They obviously had Deshaun Watson, and when uh, his situation went down, Mills kind of had to step in at quarterback. For me, there's really only 
one answer here because I certainly don't think he's the future for Houston, but uh, Sebastian, what are maybe some of your thoughts on the situation in Houston right now? Uh, yeah, the serial guy, uh, General Mills, if you will. He uh, he strikes me as someone who's, who's a bit interesting, um, you know, making best of uh, a pretty terrible situation. Um, first half of the season, he was really bad. Like, really bad. That, those were rough games to, to watch on Red Zone. If you, you ever saw them come up, you're just like, oh, gosh, not this again. Uh, but on the back half of the season, he, he cleaned up a bit. Uh, gave the Patriots a big scare um, in the middle of their postseason hunt. Um, not necessarily the worst option you can go with, but definitely not the best. Uh, I don't think it merits him them looking at an immediate replacement. There are so many things that... Um, that front office needs to look at before saying, okay, now let's talk about a franchise quarterback. Um, unfortunately, this is a front office uh, owned by Mr. Easterby. I'm not optimistic about that team finding True North anytime soon. Uh, just put them in the needs more time category. Who knows? Maybe they've got something on their hands. All right, William, what do you think? Do you think Davis Mills needs more time? I think so. I think kind of similar to Zach Wilson, you have to consider where he's at in the franchise and everyone around him. Half of his starts, he threw for over 300 yards, and that's not including a game where he played great and beat the Chargers when they desperately needed wins getting into the playoffs. They didn't win a whole lot of games with him, but I thought he actually played pretty well. All right. Moving on now into a guy that uh, we as Florida State students have kind of seen a lot of personally, and that is Jaguars QB... Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence kind of, I would say, in a similar situation with Davis Mills a little bit is to where, like, the team that is around him, the the organization that is kind of around Trevor Lawrence right now is certainly not the best. I think no one's going to really defend what's going on in Jacksonville right now. However, that being considered, uh, Trevor Lawrence was the number one overall pick, and so... We all kind of know the talent that is there. Uh, AJ, what are some of your thoughts? Yeah, this is the classic quarterback that needs more time, in my opinion. He uh, had a difficult rookie season, but we kind of expected that with the roster he had around him. Uh, His head coach getting fired just over midway through the season, having some injuries on the offense. His college teammate, Travis Etienne, never playing a snap in the NFL with him. So he's just a classic needs more time guy because you see the talent from college. It's just putting that in the NFL with a better team and better organization around them. So, All right, I certainly agree. And moving on, AJ, we're going to go back to you pretty quick here because this just so happens to be the guy whose name is on the back of your shirt, uh, Tennessee Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill, he's a guy who Tennessee starts off hot, right? He's got a good team around him with uh, Derrick Henry, kind of Corey Brown in there, and... Uh, what happens? Derrick Henry gets hurt. Everyone just assumes that Titans are going to tank and they're not going to hold up. And what happens? They still kind of run the table a little bit, still kind of dom- dominate the AFC South and pick up the uh, number one seed for the playoffs. Of course, that doesn't really do them any good as they would still lose that first round playoff game. But uh AJ, going off what you have seen of Ryan Tannehill and kind of his time at Tennessee, where do you where do you put him in? This I kind I kind of fall in the same way that I've fallen on Carson Wentz here. I feel like that playoff game was a big prove it game, not even just to prove a year, just a prove it game, and he fell f- 
uh, he fell flat on his face again. Um, we've seen this with the Dolphins. He had plenty of times with the Dolphins to prove that he was capable. And then he went to Titans. He beat out Marcus Mariota. They said, okay, we'll give you a chance. We're going to build a team around you. They have all the weapons necessary. They have a really good defense. They have A.J. Brown. They have Derrick Henry, and he can't deliver. He loses the first game in the playoffs. So I, I have to say draft because he's already had time to prove it, and he doesn't need more time to prove it, so he's going to the draft for me. All right, interesting. Uh, William, what are your thoughts? To me, Tannehill, I would put him in the draft category. He's another one of those guys, kind of like Carson Wentz, where we've seen enough. His first year with Tennessee took him all the way to the conference championship game, but since then, 2020, they lost in the wild card round. And that was a game where the Titans were trailing by, I think, four points in the fourth quarter. They were in Baltimore territory on a, a fourth and medium. And Mike Vrabel punched the ball. That's how little faith Vrabel had in Tannehill last year. And then going into this year, you have the first round by, you're hosting the Bengals in your own building, and you can't get that game done either. Both of those playoff games back-to-back, -back, I've seen enough for Tannehill. He's holding this Titans team back that, that really should, should be doing much better than they have been. All right, I certainly agree. Maybe if Tannehill was a little bit younger, maybe we can kind of chuck him up and kind of saying he needs a little more time, but that he's had a couple franchises now to try to make it work, and it just hasn't. All right, moving now into the AFC West, Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Elite. Elite. Why, why are we wasting <laughs> time with this one? We, there really isn't much discussion on that. And another guy who a bit of... I would probably say is the journeyman on this list, uh, current Denver Broncos quarterback uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Are we all kind of in the agreement here, draft, we he think? Is a, he is a uh, rebound quarterback. You know how you, you when you're in a relationship and you break up, you, you have a rebound person that you kind of go to? Teddy's that guy, unfortunately, yeah. for, for NFL teams. I, th I think for me, uh, the the... I think for me, Bridgewater is the is the B behind Plan B. He is everyone's kind of backup choice, and he's a he's a pretty good quarterback to be fair. But I think ultimately, if I'm a Denver Broncos fan and he's my starter next year, we need we need to look for a rebuild. We need to look for a draft. And moving on now, those two guys were pretty quick. These next two are probably going to be a little more kind of extensive. Is uh is Derek Carr. I was going to say Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek Carr, but who knows where this guy's going to be next year. Uh, William, you seem pretty kind of optimistic about where you want kind of De Derek Carr to be in the future, but in terms of his performance this past year, how would you kind of rate him amongst all NFL QBs? To me, I would put him as a franchise quarterback. I think he checks a lot of the boxes. The Raiders were in a horrible position. They had everything going against them, and he was able to be the steadying ship and, and keep that Raiders team going into the right direction with an interim coach basically the whole year. Uh, you had a tragedy with, with one of your team star players, and he's able to take them to a 10-7 and record, a really clutch win in Week 18, and nearly beat the team in the Cincinnati Bengals that are representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. So... To me, I really don't know what any knocks you'd have against him. He has lack of consistency year in and year out. But if he's if he's one of those years where he's having a good season, I think he can take your team a long way. All right, uh, Sebastian, do you agree? What are some of your thoughts? Derek Carr is my twenty third favorite football quarterback in the uh, National Football League right now. Actually, twenty third. Twenty third favorite. I uh, could not tell you one to twenty two, but. Um, <laughs> Good lord. But I know he's definitely twenty third. Uh, he, 
I hate to I, like William has a great structured argument for this, but but genuinely for me it, it boils down to this. Derek Carr, you know that one meme where it's like we have food at home, or we have whatever at home. Derek Carr is the we have Dak Prescott at home, where he's like he he's he's like Dak Prescott, but he's just like just a step right below him. So um, he's not gonna get Dak money. He might not get franchise QB money, uh, but I do think he stays with. Uh, the, the Raiders. I mean, why wouldn't he? He wants to be a Raider for life. He said that before. Um, he's liked in the organization. I mean, this organization has survived this season, and they did it uh, in a wild card spot, right? Mm-hmm. They did it in a wild card spot. Um, they countless distractions this year, and still somebody in that locker room, uh, alongside their interim head coach, that they went to war for uh, in Bisakia. Um, they managed to make it work, and they managed to beat an in-division rival to get to the playoffs this year. Nothing short of commendable, uh, nothing short of honorable. Um, I think they, they keep him. All right. So, would, yeah, he is a franchise quarterback. Would certainly be interesting. I do agree with Derek Carr being a franchise quarterback. It's just my question is what franchise. But I guess we'll kind of see what happens, and we are now kind of moving into the – Last kind of quarterback of the AFC here, Justin Herbert, a guy who, again, is a little on the younger side, but has kind of shown the flashes of brilliance that you maybe kind of want to see in a, in a young quarterback. Uh, AJ, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are, as a Dolphins fan, it hurts to watch Justin Herbert. Uh, obviously, the Dolphins chose Tua over Herbert, and Herbert is definitely proven himself to be more than just to prove it. He's definitely a franchise guy, in my opinion. Uh, the arm talent there is there. He has the weapons around them necessary. He didn't make the playoffs, but that wasn't his fault. He led that Chargers team that last game of the year against the Raiders on one of the most incredible drives I've seen in a while until we got to the playoffs. But I love everything about Justin Herbert. He has the arm talent. He makes right decisions. Yeah, he's a franchise quarterback for me. All right, William, do you agree? Absolutely. I, I think that the numbers and the statistics and, and the wins necessarily haven't been there, but he's one of the, the greatest young arms we've seen since John Elway. I think he's absolutely a franchise quarterback. All right. And moving on t- into the NFC now, the first guy we were talking about is a guy who actually was just mentioned here a couple minutes ago was a Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott. Uh, Sebastian, I will... You've already kind of opened up a little bit, so I'm going to give you the floor here. What are, what are your thoughts on the Cowboys? Simply put, elite. Production, undeniable. He's got the receiving core. Um, he's got all the tools that he worked and that he needs uh, to make things work, and he makes it work. The, you can't, if you're a Cowboys fan, the only thing you can really complain about is the price tag, but even then I think it's worth it. Just to have stability at the most posi- important position in football. Um, I, think he's, I think he's got the goods. I think Dallas's shortcomings actually take place at the sidelines um where mike mccarthy has um made this or has let this team become undisciplined it showed on thanksgiving it showed in their playoff games um the problem here the problem in dallas is not the cow or the quarterback position he is fully i i will stand by this he is elite all right i also kind of think that dak prescott is one of these kind of elite talents however he's one of those guys that I would say kind of uh, fit could fit kind of between those top two tiers. Uh, William, we maybe 
maybe kind of have like a split jury, a little uncertainty here. What's your kind of ruling on where Dak Prescott fits into this list? Well, let me throw out this question to you, to you guys. What's your favorite Dak Prescott playoff win? That's cold. He's got one that, of them. That's, it that's was a wild card victory at home against the Seattle Seahawks in 2018, and he went on to lose the next round. So he's at this point one and two or one and three now in the playoffs. Just hasn't gotten it done in the in the big spot. So to me, franchise quarterback is the ceiling. I, I understand he he's great. He's got all all the, the tools, and, and they win a lot of games in the regular season. But I honestly lean more towards prove it. At some point, he's going to have to get it done with the top five, top three money they're paying him. All right. It's certainly interesting. I will kind of say, I think kind of prove it is a little bit unfair for Dak because we have kind of seen that production. And kind of like Sebastian has said, he, I'm not quite sure if uh, that playoff record is all necessarily his fault. So I am going to kind of be the judge and the jury here and kind of split the difference between y'all. And I'm going to say that Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott is pretty safely a franchise quarterback now moving in to our next guy it is philadelphia eagles qb jalen hurts a guy who's another kind of nick saban product at alabama a guy who i think can best be described as good but not great uh aj what uh how would you think jalen hurts can kind of fit into this list i think you described it perfectly good but not great i don't see him taking his team to a super bowl so in that situation he's either improve it or draft for me because i can't see him taking his team that far in the playoffs he's great he's he's shown spurts where he can throw it and he's obviously can run it but i can't see him taking his team far enough so i'd be either put him improve it or draft because if you're not looking for someone to take you all the way to the championship, then what's the point of trying to prove it, I guess? So for me, it's definitely prove it or draft. I don't think it needs more time. Kind of know what he's about already. So, All right, William, what are some of your thoughts? I would agree with AJ. I would end up putting him in the draft category. I was in attendance for his first career playoff game in Tampa a few weeks ago, and I really think when you're going up against a great defense that can, can limit his ability to run and you're forcing him to throw from the pocket the whole game, there's not a lot that you're going to get out of him. The situation is such in Philadelphia where I think they can cut ties relatively early and not much is lost. You've got a new coach in Nick Sirianni that's not attached to him. He didn't draft him at the top of the first round. I think this is a guy that can kind of be a bridge. He can win you eight or nine games a year until you find the guy. But I think ultimately you have your eyes set somewhere else. All right. I will kind of agree with you all. I don't really think that Philadelphia – should really draft a quarterback to replace Jalen Hurts, especially in what uh, this kind of QB market would be. However, there are a couple hot free agents coming up, and I think Philadelphia with three first first round picks and Jalen Hurts potentially at their disposal could kind of mess around a little bit, and and we'll just have to see where that goes. Our next guy is the first Washington Commanders quarterback on this list and Taylor Heineke a guy who is a clip who is a clipboard monkey that has somehow found his way onto the field it's brutal I Jeez. don't really like he is kind of he is the guy who you expect to be the backup quarterback however you know Washington won the division last year they've made they made it to the playoffs while Heineke was the quarterback so there is a little bit of kind of 
discussion here, Sebastian, what are what are your kind of thought? What are your kind of thoughts on where Heineke fits on this list? I mean, I, as, as brutal as, as you were, I can't dispute much if any of it. Um, ultimately, he did a great job last year. He did an okay job this year. Uh, things just sometimes don't work out in the NFL. Um, I think he just goes back to being a uh, backup quarterback in the near future, maybe the immediate future. I don't know what um, needs the Washington Commanders will address in this year's draft uh, because there are about 14 different other distractions, including a uh, U.S. Senate subpoena, um, to say the absolute least, uh, which was supposed to happen today, now they think about it. I wonder what that happened with that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, once his job is done, his job is done, and he's going back on the bench. But yeah, it's all kind of very interesting. And personally, I think, for, for me, are the, are the commanders going to draft a quarterback, move on from Heineke this year? Probably not. But ultimately, I think if we're thinking about the near future, I think the carriage is about to turn back into a pumpkin for Taylor Heineke. I'm going to put him kind of low behind uh, Jalen Hurts here in the draft category. And moving on into this next quarterback, a guy who has kind of one of the best nicknames in the NFL, I think, in Danny Dimes, uh, Daniel Jones, of course, quarterback for New York Giants. The Giants are, we were talking about kind of congressional subpoenas and federal lawsuits here. The Giants are kind of in the same boat that the Commander's in right now. Uh, AJ, what are kind of everything considered, right? Everything considered with uh, Joe Judge and Ben McAdoo and everything that's gone on with the Giants over the past few years. How, where do you... Can we be fair to Daniel Jones? I think he's kind of in the same boat as Tua Tagovailoa. Um, he's just one year older, so that just ex- shortens his length. He has the talent. We've seen talent. What is he, undefeated against your Bucks, right? He won his first ever career start against the Buccaneers in a heartbreaker. Okay, Thanks for so, that was so he has the talent. We've seen talent. It's just the situation around them has been very less than ideal, and so for that reason, I put him in prove it. He has the talent. He, he's had injuries all year long on his wide receiving core, his offensive line. Saquon Barkley's always getting hurt, so it's just hard to give him a just reason to put him in the draft. So I'm going to put him and prove it. I I ultimately agree with that. Usually, if you look at how the structure of quarterback works, if some if something doesn't work, they usually are going to fire the coach, and then they get another guy in, and then if that coach doesn't work, then people are going to start pointing the fingers at the quarterback now uh J- daniel jones i believe has been through two head coaches at this point i could be wrong on that but even after they fire one people are going to start pointing the fingers at danny dimes and this time it is not just to make fun of him for falling and so i'm going to put daniel jones into a prove it category he's not quite there yet you don't need to look somewhere else right now however you may need to soon and moving now into the nfc north is a guy who a little also a little bit of a journeyman's kind of been around the nfl for a while now is vikings quarterback kirk cousins uh william how where do you think kirk cousins fits on this list 
he is maybe the hardest guy to, to find a category. He's he signed that big contract with Minnesota after really starting his career nicely in Washington. But since then, not a lot of success. I think he's made the playoffs maybe half of his seasons there. And, and when they get to the postseason, outside of an upset in New Orleans, there's not really been much on that end. Uh, even when his numbers are, are good, to me, he's not a, a great quarterback. Um, but he's not a guy necessarily in Minnesota where they're going to look to draft somebody to replace him. Um, with, with the coaching staff, they're going to have a, a new staff coming in. Mike Zimmer, the, the defensive guy on the way out, maybe they look to bring in an offensive guru. I would put him in the prove-it deal. You know, Maybe you get an offensive coach to come in and see if you can you know, unleash some part of Kirk Cousins we haven't seen. But to me, he's not shown enough that he's a franchise quarterback by any means. All right. Uh, Sebastian, what are your thoughts? I, I really don't like, – I don't know. Kirk Cousins is one of those like – it's like when you're watching a TV show and there's a filler episode. There's a filler quarterback. There's not really like much to talk about. There is the you'll like the iconic you like that from the uh, that one Saints game. That's just about it. Um, it it's he's a byproduct of Minnesota not really having like a very high ceiling at any point in his time there. Um, haven't been world beaters. Haven't been punching bags. They're just kind of there. Like uh, they'll have guys that have insane production. Uh, former or um, Seminole, Dalvin Cook, and uh, guys like Justin Jefferson, who are just insane players. But uh, apart from that, I mean, if you're looking for wows, you're looking in the wrong spot. Yeah, he is certainly, I would say, probably the most boring quarterback on this list. Not really too much to talk about. Uh, AJ, what would be? Can you kind of solve the riddle for us here? Of where the, to I put think Kirk I think the dilemma everyone's running into is. I don't know if he's the answer, but who else is the answer at this point, you know? You gave Kirk that contract, and you're kind of stuck with him, but even if you could get rid of that contract, who's going to be better than him put, yeah. in, put in that position? I mean, they have Justin Jefferson, they have Dalvin Cook, as Sebastian previous, previously mentioned, and he's shown that they've worked. They were the... they were How many... I think they lost... Um, how many games by single ditches this year? I think, like... like ten of them, almost. Ten of them, so, like... They're right there, and if the ball flips the other way, they're a playoff team that could potentially go far in the playoffs. So I think it's a prove-it. I'd put him in prove-it because he's done. He's shown that he has the talent. Um, and he's just too old for needs more time, so he's. I'd put him in prove-it. He's got too much around him not to succeed. Yeah. Yeah, at, at this point, he needs to prove it. I was almost – maybe a couple of those uh, – Maybe he gets a couple of those wins. Maybe we put him in franchise quarterback. But if that happens, we're putting him above Lamar Jackson, and that just can't happen. I, I am uh, that's that would be a hard one for me to live down. Moving on next, Aaron Rodgers, elite. I kind of I kind of want to put. I kind of personally want to put him in prove it because I want him <laughs> to prove some of the things that he has talked about in the media. However, I think if we're going just based on on-field performance, Aaron Rodgers is certainly an elite quarterback. And now moving on from what was the past of the NFC North to the future of the NFC North, I think is Bears quarterback Justin Fields. I am praying every night that he <laughs> becomes as good as everyone says he is. Uh, sh- Chicago Bears fans like myself for once have a quarterback that I think a bunch of us are pretty excited about potentially a guy that we can get behind. I and you guys chose a defensive coach 
as your head coach for the next few years? It is. I I try personally. I don't want to get too much Again. into the is Matt Everflus the uh, right head coaching hire. I personally do not try to worry about too much the offensive defensive coach thing because ultimately you know Bill Belichick being a defensive coach didn't hurt Tom Brady right and so there are those guys who can do a little bit of both however I think ultimately for Justin Fields he needs more time I don't think there's really too much uh, discussion on that uh AJ would you agree yeah he's the classic needs more time guy uh he has the talent we've seen it but just the situation again it's kind of tough to put him anywhere else all right for sure moving on now to the last guy on this list a guy who i said kirk cousins was the most boring quarterback <laughs> on this list but i don't think this next guy is too far behind him and that's lions qb uh jared goff uh william wh- where does jared fit on this list i would say i would put him in improve it potentially give him one more year i really love what dan campbell is, go- is doing up there in detroit i think They've got a lot of potential. Um, they want to play smash mouth physical uh, football. You don't need a, a, a game changer dynamically at the quarterback position. So I thought he had a decent season this year. Not a whole lot of wins to come of it. So if you have another dud season, you go five and twelve, maybe move on. But if you find yourself in a good spot, maybe keep him around and see what you can cook up there. Yeah, Old, that's very interesting. I also kind of want to put uh, Goff in the prove it category. I don't think he. Is I don't think it is fair right now to kind of move on from him. However, uh, Sean McVay did that with no problem, and look where they are now. Uh, Sebastian, what are your kind of thoughts on the Lions quarterback? Um, another one of those right now guys. Like, he's the guy right now, but he's not your guy. Um, kind of a oh, Kirk Cousins situation where you got a big contract guy that you wouldn't mind moving on from. Sometimes he made uh, he made plays that made your brain bleed this year. Um <laughs> And uh, I won't say cost his team, you know, wins because uh, Detroit didn't really get a ton of those. But um, ultimately, he he's a guy that you got in a trade uh, by trading your team's heart and soul for a couple firsts and this guy. Um, if you're the Lions, you're you're seeing that uh, Stafford's in the uh, Super Bowl today or in two weeks' time, a little under two weeks' time, and uh, your future's bright because you've got Motor City Dan at the helm and you're for the first time in a really really long time genuinely excited about the future of your franchise so i think with if you look at the whole thing um on the macro uh you can't be too upset if you're in detroit about the way things turned out if it means you have to deal with golf if he's not that great for a couple years then fine whatever we'll figure it out later right yeah Yeah. i I would agree Uh, just one quick thing i think there's other needs before you address the quarterback in detroit and so that's why you're gonna put him in the prove it because you're not gonna get a better quarterback from the draft or anywhere else so you'd be better off fitting your other needs right now all right i would certainly agree with that moving on in to the (laughs) nfc south another division where there are only three quarterbacks represented i did it in the first one so i am gonna uh, say it now tom brady is not on this list uh as of a couple of days ago, Tom Brady is no longer an NFL quarterback. Uh, of course, would he be on this list? I think we all kind of know where he would have gone. Prove uh, it. No. <laughs> nah, yeah. What's no, no. that man got left to prove? But anyway, a guy who may have uh, still some stones to unturn is Sam Darnold, currently 
uh, Carolina Panthers has uh, had a rough kind of start in New York with the Jets, then goes to Carolina, get gets with uh, Joe Brady coming off. Everyone thinks maybe this is the turning point for Sam Darnold. Does not really happen this this year, and he's a guy whose future is definitely still pr- uh, up in the air. Uh, William, what are what are your thoughts as on a guy who's watched a lot of NFC South football or Week Four NFC South contender? <laughs> Carolina Panthers. I see Darnold as one of the worst quarterbacks on those lists. I there's no there's no way the Panthers can go into next year with him as their starting quarterback. Matt Rule has got one year at most left, and, and if they're not winning, he's going to be out before the trade deadline midway through the year. So they're going to need a splash offensively. I think the, the Panthers are going to move on from him, and any team who had him on the roster would want to move on from him as well. Put him in the draft category. All right, Sebastian, as another NFC South guy, what are your thoughts? You're going to have to help me out here, William, because I want to know, was that Panther defense really all that they wanted it to be chalked up to be? Absolutely not. I think I think the whole team was, was underwhelming for what yeah. they thought they would be. All right, cool, because that informs my decision, where it, it is just ship off McCaffrey for how much you can get for him, basically, at yeah. this point, blow it up, because that team is going absolutely nowhere. With uh, Rule at the helm, with Darnold under center, with um, you know an aging and depreciating McCaffrey at this point, and a defense that's overrated by the rest of the league and really not that good to begin with anyway. An upper half um, or a top half of the league defense is still 15 at worst, and I would put them at a 16th, which is just just at that point. So yeah, draft them, blow it up. I don't know where you go from here, but it's definitely not working right now. Uh, it's certainly maybe it's a guy who, if Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, maybe one or two weapon, maybe a weapon or two at wide receiver could maybe turn the tides a little bit. But ultimately, for what he's working with at Carolina right now, I certainly kind of agree with where he is. Uh, AJ, I would agree with what everyone said. I just like to bring up the point like they need they they have uh, Matt Rule has one more year and his. Savior to bring him to the promised land is he hires Ben McAdoo as his offensive coordinator. <laughs> and I think that just says where the Panthers organization is right now. So, yes, goes goes in the draft. All right. Let's moving on now to uh, one of the guys who uh, I was going to say maybe could, like, could arguably be the best quarterback of that division in the past couple of years. It was kind of him versus Drew Brees for a while. And that is Matty Ice in Atlanta. Uh, Matt Ryan has always been one of those guys who's always been kind of a top-tier quarterback, but has never really kind of always kind of stayed in the shadow of kind of your Tom Brady's, your Drew Brees's, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but in this current day, uh, William, where do you put Matt Ryan in this list? Yeah, he's not shown enough recent success to garner a franchise quarterback position, but I, I think he's, no, he's he... getting slept on a little too much. I thought he actually didn't have a horrible year. The Falcons team is horribly depleted. I view Matt Ryan as a guy, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you're the Tennessee Titans, if you've got a great roster and you're maybe a quarterback away from, from going on a decent playoff run, Matt Ryan, to me, is at the top of the list of, of signal callers you should be targeting. I think he's got some good football left. All right. Uh, Sebastian, yeah. you think Matt Ryan could maybe be leaves Atlanta? You think Matt Ryan could maybe get has a little bit left in him to get a team to the Super Bowl? The time or? to do that was last year, unfortunately. I think he's missed a spot when it comes to being shipped out. Um, I really was musing, mulling over that at the, going into this season. I genuinely thought that that um, that's what 
he and uh, the Falcons should have done. Um, I disagree with him not being a franchise quarterback. He's been a franchise quarterback, and I think he's earned his keep with uh, Arthur Blank in the sense that he will be allowed to make his own decisions when it comes to where he wants to go and what's he want, what he wants to do. Does he want to ride into the sunset in the 404 and retire a Falcon? Um, then he'll be allowed to do that. Does he want to you know, try and... Um, you know, grow this team until they're in a position to win and maybe go for one last ride. Uh, maybe, I don't know if his body will be able to keep up for that. Um, but finally, uh, if he wanted to be shipped out, then it, it definitely was um, a year ago. I don't know if that's still a possibility for him at this point in time. Uh, just real quickly, I'd agree with uh, Sebastian on this. He's been a franchise quarterback. He doesn't need to prove it. And I kind of see him in a similar situation as Matthew Stafford was last year before he was traded to the L.A. Rams. He could have stayed with the uh, Lions, wrote it out, and um, I could see him definitely going, as William said, to a contender and really making a run at it for the last couple of years of his career. I just don't think it happens anymore. I don't think there's there's a market for him specifically. Um, he took a lot of punishment this year specifically. I would agree. Yeah, franchise QB for me personally. Franchise QB? Yeah. Franchise. Is that what we're saying? The, the low end of the franchise. Though. Yeah. Low, yeah. The lowest franchise he, it could be. He is yeah. the tenured professor of the yeah. NFC South. Yep. Agreed. Okay, that that just made a lot of sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense to put him above Lamar, but being the tenured professor, that that hit that hit yeah. a chord. He still shows him. up and he still does his job yeah. very well. He's not like a, a tenured professor that's phoning it in, i.e., a Big Ben. But um, he's missed the playoffs yeah. four years in a row. It's time for him to get back to the big stage. Yeah, it's and that's not really his fault. It's just a you know when you turn and burn for a super like we our perceptions are massively skewed because of one or two teams that can consistently make uh conference championships year in and year out uh you know we we are affected by the packers the chiefs the patriots um and most recently almost the buccaneers uh immediately being able to turn on a pivot and go straight back to um the hardest competition to win um in sports uh year in and year out um, makes things makes perspective really hard when it comes to players like Matt Ryan, where getting to that point to the MVP season that he had in 2016 is really friggin' hard, really hard, um, and being able to maintain a team together uh, that can do that again and again just isn't done. All right, moving on now to the last quarterback in the NFC South, the man, the myth, the legend, famous Jameis Winston. Uh, William, you've of course, seen a lot of this guy. What are your thoughts into where Jameis fits in this list? He's my favorite NFL player. I'd love nothing more to, to see him be really successful. I, I think we've seen too much of him to say that he needs more time. I think we know who he is. I think it's going to be interesting to see where he ends up if it's in New Orleans, potentially with, with Byron Leftwich or, or wherever they decide to go, or if he goes to maybe a Pittsburgh. I would put him in the prove-it deal. I don't think he's going to get a lot of money coming off that injury. He's, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him to succeed if he ends up with a starting job. So has had a, a lot of problems with turnovers. We have not seen him in the playoffs. So maybe one or two more years before we look at him as a, as a journeyman backup. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he's definitely a guy who, at this stage in his career, definitely, I think, has to like put an argument to prove kind of his place in the NFL. Moving on, finally, to our last division, uh, the NFC West, probably the best group of like three four quarterbacks that we've seen in the nfl right now and starting off for us today is arizona cardinals quarterback uh kyler murray a guy who is a younger guy was a number one pick 
and we've seen flashes of talent, but at the same time, it's Arizona. And I feel like every time I watch Arizona, I know exactly what the result is going to be, and I know exactly what direction that franchise is going. Uh, AJ, thinking about what we've seen of Kyler Murray this year, where do you think he fits among uh, other NFL QBs? I kind of put him in the same category as um as well as they put Lamar Jackson as the kind of prove it. Um, he is still a lot younger. I he is young, um, but he can't get to that final step. He made it to the playoffs this year, but then he got absolutely washed in the playoffs by the Rams. He nothing was going for him. That I think they had negative one total yards of offense midway through the second quarter in the playoffs. So he's definitely a prove it guy. I don't think he needs more time. We know what he's made of. Uh, he does get hurt a lot like Lamar because he's running the ball. He's a little smaller. Um, I can't put him in the franchise quarterback yet, though. So I'd definitely say prove it. One thing I will say about Kyler Murray, because I think he's kind of set to be a franchise QB, is that if the Rams if the Rams go on and win the Super Bowl, right, which uh, a lot of experts in Vegas and all these other people expect them to do, uh, are we going to really give him a lot of – a lot of slack for that kind of loss in the playoffs. Of course, uh, he of course he didn't play his best game, but really, if that's the Super Bowl champion, if that's the best team team of the year, I think we gotta give this guy a little credit for being a little outgunned. Uh, Will, what are some of uh, kind of your thoughts on where Kyler Murray fits in on this list? I would tend to lean franchise quarterback, but with the way they finish out of the season, I'm not really going to fight tooth and nail to have him there. Like you said, I don't hold that playoff loss too much against him. I hold it more against him the way the Cardinals finished the season. They started off 7-0, and and I think they lost four of their last five games. I know that's been a problem for Kingsbury everywhere he's been. They always fall flat at the end of a season. So I think Kyler Murray is just too good. He does a lot of things really well, uh, and, and to me, a, a guy that the Cardinals could, could build their franchise around in the years to come. But it's certainly going to be interesting to see uh, what Arizona does if, honestly, if they can do anything with uh, the talent they have at that position. Uh, Moving on now into a guy who had a team built around him, had had a lot of talent, won a Super Bowl for crying out loud, and now is just kinda like, is a little bit, his career's in a little bit of a stalemate, and that Seahawks quarterback, Russell Wilson, uh, Sebastian, uh, Russell Wilson, I would say, was at one point elite. Now, that status can be questioned. Of course, he got the paycheck like an elite quarterback. What are your kind of thoughts into kind of the current condition of Russell Wilson? I want to contrast Russell Wilson's uh, past two years with um, Matt Ryan's past four. Where it with Matt Ryan, he still has some sort of respectable production, I'd think. His game helps him with that, where he's not very mobile. He, he's not expected to move around a lot. Uh, but ultimately, when you look at Matt Ryan's career in the past four years, it's been a very gradual, slow decline. Is there a decline? Absolutely. Is he 80% of the football player that he was um, in that Super Bowl season? No, I'd say he's more like 60% of that football player. Um, at the same time... Um, Russell Wilson has aged uh, what Matt Ryan has in the past four years, just in the past two, um, where that decline, he's he's fireballed out. I I don't recognize him anymore. Uh, There are teams that are saying, maybe we should make a move for Russ. 
You know, um, you've had a ton of teams in that mix, and I don't think he's a good fit for any of them. I just, I, I, I may be overstating this at this point, but I just don't know about him anymore. I don't like him very much. Um, he's the closest thing you can get to a prove-it deal um, that you can get. You know what he, he He might be that tenure professor that just sucks and just phones it in all the time, where he's he's earned that right by being a Super Bowl champion. Um, but just, whew, man, he's fallen off hard after trademarking or let Russ cook. Um, he was red hot last year at the beginning, and then he cooled off, and he never warmed it up. Forgot about his leftovers in the fridge. Yeah, certainly, and I'm loving all of these higher ed- higher education references here. Uh, Will, uh, where where do you think of obviously uh, Russ coming off of uh, coming off of a bit of an injury kind of this season? Do you think he has kind of enough in him to give one last hoorah in Seattle? Maybe not in Seattle. My argument for having Russell Wilson in the elite quarterback club is if you sent him to the Pittsburgh Steelers tomorrow, I think Pittsburgh is, is a pretty much guaranteed Super Bowl-level team. I think he can play at that level. A guy like him who, at least in the past, has depended a lot on his running ability as he approaches his mid-30s, there's some concerns there. And you look at his time in Seattle. Post-Legion of Boom era, he has one playoff win in five seasons. They've been mediocre as the rest of the NFC West has really has really built themselves up. So I, I think that really this era in Seattle Seahawks football is over between Carroll and Russell Wilson. If we're going to see any success from Russ, I think it's going to have to be outside the Pacific Northwest. All right. Seems to be a bit of a stalemate between the top two tiers here. Uh, AJ, AJ, you you be the judge on this one. What, uh, what is your I would call? definitely put him in the franchise quarterback. He's been to the elite level before, but he's fallen back down to the franchise quarterback, in my opinion. Um, especially after this last year, he did get injured, which he had never had in his career before, really. And then he never really bounced back. So just based off this last year, he's a franchise quarterback. All right, that that solves it for me. Moving on now into another guy who was the franchise QB, albeit for a terrible franchise, and then he does get the kind of deal of dreams here moving out to L.A. for the Rams. That is Matthew Stafford, who is now set to play in his first Super Bowl after never winning a playoff game in 10 years with the Lions. Uh, William, what are some of your thoughts on kind of his output this season and where he ranks among quarterbacks this year? I think he was a franchise QB before leaving Detroit, and I would keep him there. I mean, even if he went to Super Bowl, I'm not sure that's enough to put him in the elite category. Certainly, we could have a debate on that, you know, a week and a half from now. The, Detroit, when he was there, was a horrible team, and during that stretch, he still led the NFL in fourth quarter comebacks. He does a lot of things really well, and, and he can guide a team to the promised land, as he's showing right now in Los Angeles. All right. Uh, AJ, if, if Stafford wins that Super Bowl, if the Rams bring it uh, home to L.A., uh, does that potentially change Stafford's ranking, you think? No, he's, he stays as a franchise quarterback. He has elite-type talent, he has elite arm talent, but his decision-making is what keeps him in the uh, franchise quarterback. He makes some really poor decisions I've seen throughout the year. Um, in the playoffs, he's been perfectly fine almost, but he's thrown a lot of pick sixes. He He's just... A little too inconsistent to make that elite quarterback jump for me, but he's perfectly fit for the franchise quarterback, in my opinion. All right, very interesting. And last but not least, we are going to close it out with a guy who can't close it out, and that is 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. There 
Sebastian, there has been a lot of discussion on the merits of Jimmy G at quarterback and how far the Niners can go. What are your thoughts on uh, his whole situation and where uh, he fits among NFL QBs this season? If the NFC Championship is so easy to get to, then why don't 28 other quarterbacks do it? Um, ultimately, winning at the level that Jimmy G has is hard. He's, what, 4-2 in, in postseason performances? Um, he... Was bang- I'm, okay, I've got to th- remember if he's if he was banged up at the beginning of the season, and that's how Trey Lance got in. Yeah, um, he, he was hurt. Yeah, he Trey was Lance hurt. played a couple of games because Jimmy was dealing with the finger injury. Yeah. So um, he's played hurt this year, and he still got them to the NFC Championship. Uh, people can say, no, that Niners team was built for the Super Bowl. It was, I don't think they were ready at the beginning of the season. Maybe towards the end, they were like, okay, we can do this after winning the games that they did. I think going into the season, the Niners were expected to really compete and win the NFC I, West. I don't I don't. Coming think off so. a Super Bowl a couple years they, prior, they, they have everything. They have the strong defense that played really well in the playoffs. They've got that Shanahan running game. Debo Samuel is Debo an absolute Samuel. monster. That, that, I will say that Debo's success this year by being basically a dual threat yeah. um, was the reason that they got this far. It does not rest on Jimmy G. That being said, you have to be a part of a machine in a football on a football team, and Jimmy G served his role pretty well. Um, he had he tried to do mu- too much on that last drive, um, and he got burnt for it. But um, I I don't know. He's he's a limbo quarterback for sure. Man, I think it is kind of very interesting here. Kind of he's at the line between franchise quarterback and prove it. But yeah. uh, I'm glad AJ, we we all kind of agree though that he's not completely trash because. Because after that NFC, after that NFC game, championship game, it was really a if you win this game you're amazing, if you lose this game you are genuinely garbage type game. That was the reaction that you overwhelmingly saw, and it drove me nuts. I Those mean, two guys are good. That's just the kind of thing where that's just part of being in the highlights, and a lot of the like discussion around him had gotten pretty heated, and so that ultimately was just where that conversation was going to go. Uh, AJ, we're moving into you right now. We're kind of split between two here. Uh, can Jimmy G really be a f- franchise quarterback if I, the franchise that you are representing trades up to number three to draft a quarterback the year before? Um, I I honestly don't think he can. He He's kind of like Stafford. No, I can't even say he's like Stafford, but he just makes too many critical mistakes in too late in games. For example, that pick he throws against Dallas in the first playoff game should have never happened, and it led the Dallas Cowboys right back in it. I give him credit for what he did in Green Bay. It was a snowy, cold day. I mean, he just had to hand the ball off. And then, as you see in the um, Rams game, he had, he gets a lead, and he just can't finish it off. And that, I, that to me, you can't be a fruit franchise quarterback. And I think this is the best situation he gets. I don't think he returns next year. So I can't see him getting any better than he was this year. So that's why I put him in Prove It. All right. Uh, William, what are your thoughts? Yeah, when you're a team in San Francisco and you are maybe a two-minute drive away from going to Super Bowl 56 and immediately after the game you can't move on from your quarterback quick enough, I think that kind of tells you that Jimmy G is not a franchise guy. I think Shanahan with Trey Lance, I think kind of when he was the OC in Washington and and all the things that he did with RG3 in the early 2010s, I think that's kind of what Shanahan wants to do. I'll throw an interesting uh, circumstance out to you guys for Jimmy Garoppolo. So the Las Vegas Raiders decided to go Patriot South, hiring Josh McDaniels, the OC, 
and uh, their general manager from New England, Dave Ziegler. Terrible design. Both of those guys were involved with dra- drafting Garoppolo in the second round in New England. If the Raiders decide to move on from Derek Carr, do they decide to go Garoppolo, a guy that both of those guys really like? I can see that as a landing spot for him. I mean, I think it's possible. Does uh, Does Jimmy G have a kind of like career renaissance in Las Vegas? I'm necessarily wouldn't be convinced of that but i think it's certainly possible there was a lot of discussion when jimmy g left new england about what all kind of happened there kind of between him and brady and belichick but uh ultimately i think it's possible i don't really know if that would be the best move for either of those guys because i think ultimately for if you're jimmy garoppolo the best that you're probably going to get is this Niners team where you have a solid defense around you and and you have guys like Debo Samuel and you have a solid group of weapons. And I don't know if you want to test that and risk potent, risk losing that when going to Oakland and Oakland is just being this like unpredictable kind of team, this unpredictable franchise that they have been over the last like 30 years, it feels like. Well, there's no question that San Fran is the best spot for Jimmy. I, I just don't think the Niners are interested in, in that anymore. They could probably cut him. His dead money isn't too bad the next couple of years. And Garoppolo is going to have to start somewhere. So I just I don't see the Raiders as a team. You know, the Patriots don't like paying guys. I don't think that new brain trust over there wants to give Derek Carr top five money. I think Garoppolo is just uh, someone they could go out there. But I really think the Niners are looking to move on to Lance next year. Yeah. It should certainly be interesting. And that's about... Uh, all that we have today for you guys. Special thanks to William, Sebastian, and a- AJ for coming to join me this evening. Um, follow uh, us on Instagram, at V89Sports, if you want to take a look at our QB tier list, if you kind of want to tell us what we got right, what we got wrong, probably what we got wrong, because that's just how the internet works. Uh, you can also, don't forget to listen to us on 89 points. 7 FM, Monday nights at 7 for Tomahawk Talk. That is hosted by Gabe Tisnes and William Haynes. Uh, That's about all that I have for you today. I'm Scott Clemens signing off. You are listening to WVFS Tallahassee, the voice of Florida State.